Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you today? I'm swell. How are you? I am swell as well. Um, how did you? How have you spent your your uh, lovely Saturday uh, Saturday uh, off? Playing some video games. Playing some video games. We were playing. We've been playing video games for a while now. Yeah, and like the last week and a half or mm-hmm. so. It's well, I mean, like when I say we, I bet for the day, we've been playing for a while. Yeah, but also like we used to. It was. It's nice to like do this. We used to play video games a lot more together, and then we stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're back. This is fun. It is fun. You would think during the pandemic we have gotten a lot of video game playing in, but I yeah. don't think I played anything at all I, I really think this is your first like i think this is the first time you've logged in on xbox for like months yeah like literally to, to months a year. <laughs> I, I don't know if i'd say a full year but definitely months i think earlier in the year we played but i think it stopped for an extended period of time this is wild. i'm I, I don't know either i don't know if they have data i don't know if they have like data where i can find mm-hmm. that out where i can just if they do, that's weird, and I don't want to do it because it sounds super like invasive. Where I'm like, "What was the last time she logged in? Tell me." <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's creepy. It sounds super creepy and invasive. Um, uh, we've been watching The Mass Singer. That's back. Yep. <laughs> uh, I can I say I begrudgingly watch it, but you give me an out every time, and I choose not to take yeah. it. So this is my fault at this point. It's almost like. You're rude to me because wait like, what? <laughs> I want to watch it, and I'm like, you don't have to watch it. And you're like, I have to watch it, and then you just complain that you're watching it the whole time. Whoa, feels rude. Firstly, I don't complain that I'm watching it the whole time. That is false, and you're you're lying. What I do do, however, do is do. what I do do. Poopy, uh, we're we're a serious playing. <laughs> what I do do is. I comment very heavily on what is happening on the screen in front of me Mm -hmm. because most of the time it's the scariest goddamn thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Like I, I've thought about it like the last time we watched and I'm just like, some of these costumes you can just wholesale exchange from uh, five night at Freddy's. And it's just, it's as scary. Mm -hmm. The robo coupine, Mm -hmm. the robo coupine, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is a costume. It is a robot porcupine. He's cool. He looks like a murderer. <laughs> like back back in the day we had the night angel. That was the scare like that was horrifying. I think the night angel haunts your dreams. The night angel I believe has stolen my soul on numerous occasions. <laughs> like the the costumes are just so weird. I, I they're just so weird. They're yeah. big and creepy, and they creep me out, and I don't like it. Who's your favorite one this season so far? Who's my favorite one? They all vacate my memory pretty quickly, unless they're in the scariest costume I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so there's some great, there's some pretty damn good singers on there, but I would never remember because I'm too busy being horrified. Um, people were real upset about the first reveal. Did we talk about this? Or I no? don't know. Did we talk about it? Sp- spoiler, Maybe not. Spoilers for, for um, The Mass Singer. And if you don't watch it, like, bless you, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> but if you, if you do watch it, I will let you know we're going to spoil um, each week. Uh, the first reveal 
makes it very hard for people to guess who the character, who the um, uh, singers are, because the first reveal was Kermit the Frog. Not a real person. <laughs> Literally not a real human being. Not a real individual. Uh, so how are you like, oh, man, I'm trying to figure out which celebrity it is, but it's not a celebrity. It's a fucking puppet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, how on earth, how on earth are you supposed to like follow this and Super pick wild. out, pick out who people are? And then the next week it was like obvious from like it the was, second the mm-hmm. person started talking. Mm-hmm. Like it was so obvious the whole time. It was Caitlyn Jenner. She was very obvious about it being her. Yeah. They usually I cannot guess these people. We, we, For the life of me, we I guess, cannot guess these. We people. guess from her voice, but then the clue package also like had like her voice, her, and then like her the voice, clue and then was her family. Obvious. Yeah, and it's like I <laughs> like never I told was, my dad my secret. Uh, and... I was on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> 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 this is my family. Like, clearly it was her. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one was Danny Trejo. You know, that, which, honestly, that one got me. I, it had me. It has me worried for Danny Trejo. Because, like, what's, I always why? thought Danny Trejo was, like, a, a kind of, like, eccentric guy. But the way that the racco- raccoon behaved <laughs> on the show <laughs> is, like... Like, they were guessing Gary Busey based because, on behavior. Because he was insane. Yes. And <laughs> I thought that was a good guess. So, yeah. Can I say, I don't know how I feel about watching the show when all of the people in the costumes are trying to fuck the judges. <laughs> like, I remember every it- week it's just like, I'm in love with you. Like, like Danny Trejo is like, just straight up unrelentingly flirting with Nicole Scherzinger. There was there was a basketball player and you was might it remember him. Oladipo? Yeah, it was Oladipo. Oh, uh, on the second season, his literal arc, like every single episode he was singing to Nicole. It was all about how he loved Nicole. Um yeah, so it's, so it's not weird. it's not a new thing. And it's like you're also in a costume that makes you look like a serial killer. So like he was really good though. I don't. He was really good. I don't remember what his costume was either. Monster maybe. No, they're all monsters. I feel like he was one that looked like Frankenstein. Didn't they start doing like? Don't they have like the baby monster now? I think baby monster was last season. What do they have now? Grandpa monster. Grandpa monster. (laughs) Those those absolute idiots. (laughs) It's such a ridiculous show, but I enjoy it. It is so stupid. It's so I stupid. All of the parts, like I mm-hmm. skipped so much of the show. Yeah, where they're just talking, mm-hmm. or the panels just like bantering. Or no, Ke- thank you. Or Ken's giving another big brain guess. I hate that. Ke- I hate Ken Jeong. <laughs> I hate. I hate Ken Jeong in the Mass Singer so much. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't take. I just can't take the long-winded bad guess. One of the that is his gimmick. One of the best things about the he's a doctor. Go be a doctor. <laughs> one of the best things about the show is watching the audience, and now especially that oh the audience God. is just from like other episodes. Because the super... audience isn't fucking there. It's not there. So they're doing like reaction shots to the audience during songs and during like. Uh, when they're doing guesses and stuff like that. And it's like, 
they're not there. And mm. if you you have to like you and I think that they think that the the uh, their audience, the audience that they have is like they're not going to think too much about this. Mm -hmm. But they don't know that we watch the show because we will spend the entire time just picking out how crazy they chose to to have the a react an, an audience yes. reaction shot yes. when god like no one's there. Yeah, you noticed in this most recent one that someone was singing, singing along a different to song. a different song, and they they had that in the audience. They're shot. like, "That's the reaction shot we want in there." It's like they're singing a different song. They're actually singing a different song. You can see their mouth mouthing the diff. That's like when when people do music videos and they fuck up like at like lip syncing the mm -hmm. words to their own songs. It's oh my goodness, it's so funny. Um, you want to get to the show? Sure. Okay, so let's start with. Um, uh, I'm just gonna say this right now. We're not gonna talk about it because it is. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of. I, I'm assuming there's more to it, or there's at least some. I, I didn't read the story, but there is a large ship that is blocking <laughs> the Suez Canal. Yes. It is called the Ever Given, um, and it has ever taken away that route for ships. To that was a good joke. Thank you. Um, to <laughs> come on, giveth taketh. Listen, message me. Tell me how great it was. Um, but this is insane. <laughs> I don't really know what to say about it. I I have a billion questions as to how this is possible. But part of me doesn't want to find out any of the answers because it's funnier to live in this world yeah. where I just don't know. <laughs> um, so. Just remember, if you're having a bad day, um, you didn't block off a major trading port. So, hooray. <laughs> a route, rather. Um, so, let's get into our actual show. We're going to start with um, we're gonna start with a COVID update, right? Um, you and I are both vaccinated, um, yeah. as are um, a growing number of the population. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen a steep drop in cases since January, though there is a recent uptick. Um, uh, probably due to, you know, weather change and, and people getting together more and also the attitude of, um, well, people are getting vaccinated. So this is less. When states are lessening restrictions already. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Including Pennsylvania. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, the, we've seen a decrease in the death rate, even as the, even with mm -hmm. the upticks, even with the uptick, uh, in cases, death rate has gone down. Um, Joe Biden, uh, President Joe Biden has doubled his goal from um, the 100 million shots in 100 days to 200 million shots in 100, in 100 days as he reached as they reached that goal on like day 58. Mm -hmm. um, so they're doubling the goal. Um, how I'll just give you this softball open end uh, softball um, opener. How wonderful is it to have. Um, you know, actual leadership that is making it so that we are moving through this, uh, like through this pandemic now, sort of seeing a potential light at the end of the tunnel with the obvious caveat that we still have to follow the shit that we're supposed to follow. And, um, you know, we are still susceptible to an <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, uptick in, in cases. Mm -hmm. how, how do you how are you feeling um, just kind of. Um, yourself right now about the about the COVID situation. Pretty good, yeah. I'm not really super worried about it anymore, <laughs> which is nice after a year of constantly being worried about it. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I know we're going to get to this, but it really makes you wonder what how it would have been if we'd had competent leadership from yeah. the start, yeah. you know? Um, obviously, things were going to get better once the vaccines came out either way, but definitely the speed in which they got distributed and everything like that is um, credited to the Biden administration and, and everything they, they've done. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a relief for sure. Um, but we just have to we have to stick it out. Like, you can't just go all willy-nilly at this yeah. point and be like, oh, we're, we're done. Yeah. No, it's not done yet. That's, that's There's the th- still quite a few people who haven't had the opportunity to get vaccines yet. That's the thing I'm actually like, that's the thing that like worries me now, right? Like before it was that this was an existential threat that we were like just straight up. Like I, I was very scared that like <laughs> at any point I could get sick and if I get sick, I'm in a whole lot of trouble. And Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What separates something as an existential threat and a threat? I am so sick of hearing existential threat. Like, they just kept saying it during the debates and shit. And I'm just like, what's existential? This is a legit threat. I don't know what... Global warming is not existential. It's happening. Yeah. The world is going to implode. Um, so- Wait, what? Hang on. Wait, what's that last thing what? you just said? We're going to be burned by the sun. <laughs> but that's just a sidebar. Yeah. Um, I went to look up uh, as existential um, to try to, but I don't have the time to go through all, <laughs> all of the definitions. So, so from I will I will say I just um, in terms of COVID, I saw it as a looming threat that could potentially ruin me or you at any point. Me more specifically because of my like I have health stuff that could really f me up, um, but, and and. I more so like you, you were like unfortunate enough to like, you had to like work, right? Like you have to work. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You had to work at your site, yeah. um, which is just awful um, and stupid and unnecessary, but you know, you know, we are where we are. Um, well, I guess. Okay. So I just found my answer. I guess existential threat in that context is a threat to your existence. Yeah. So that makes sense. I thought that. Yeah. But <laughs> I've always, like, I've always thought in terms of, like, what I remember as, like, existential, like, that's, like, you know, I guess questioning y- your your purpose yeah, and your individual meaning, you know, that sort of Having thing. an existential crisis. Yeah. So that's why yeah, yeah. I was always confused. I'm like, why is it, like, a theoretical threat? That's the way I kind of thought uh, of it. Oh, okay. But now that I've no, read I that definition, it makes de- more sense. I knew that existential didn't mean theoretical. Yeah. <laughs> that's always, like, every time I heard that, I'm like, it's, like not a real threat that's always the way i heard it. i'm like why are we calling all, all these things existential threats mm. now i get it it's existence our existence threat is to our existence and that yeah that works that's true that's <laughs> accurate um, I, I take back my criticism speaking of <laughs> speaking of threat to our existence um i wanted to highlight what's going on with covid19 now just to kind of point out that like um, you know, there was a study from um, an economist at, at UCLA who um, uh, noted that uh, due to the uh, actions of the Trump administration, we lost, you know, 40, four, sorry, 400 th- plus uh, thousand people um, that died that didn't need to die. Right. Like there was no uh, there was no <laughs> reason for that other than the actions of the administration that just mm-hmm. didn't give a shit about them. 
and and um, Doctor Burks, Doctor uh, Burks also came out and like said, you know, something along the lines of uh, the the reason we have the, this many dead is due to the inaction of, um, you know, the the United States response, mm-hmm. which is just like wild because she was a part of that response. But yeah. but at the same time, it's like she was a part of it, but she wasn't like the head, right? She wasn't the head, um, and she had to deal with a, a president who didn't want to admit of the existence of this. Um, just because it, he believed it hurt him. Mm-hmm. It, it was a, it was a, COVID was a personal attack on him. Um, so like highlighting that, like, what do you think? Do you think there's any way that the, there the, looking at this in a political lens, do you see any way, like that, the uh, Democrats can point out, you know, there was this was the difference of. Um, the administrations, right? This was the difference between a Trump administration that didn't give a damn about anything <laughs> regarding COVID, didn't want to do any precautions, and downplayed it, uh, causing so many, so many, so many people to die, versus the Biden administration that got in, um, got a vaccine distribution plan, um, set like uh, mm. got got secured more doses of vaccines. Um, made sure it was, you know, like now they're doing, um, I think in May, I think it is, um, he said that everyone should be eligible for it mm-hmm. and they're going to roll out a website to show like where you can get it and that kind of, like, is, how do the Democrats highlight these differences? Is this like a, I mean, obviously there's no, you can't like go stump speech this shit because we still shouldn't be having large gatherings like that. But is there any way that like, like how do the Democrats highlight this um, in an effort to show like, this is what good governance can do? Well, um, I don't know that they'll be doing that right now. Anyway, I think they will hopefully be able to do that in speeches and be like, the reason we're able to be here doing this is because of because of this response. Um, it's going to, you know, most the national uh, elections aren't for another year and a half. So um, that's really when this is going to be important. So I'm curious to see the attention span. You know, once things go back to normal, are people going to think back about how things were so much and and go, well, Biden got us back to normal faster or, you know, I, I don't know that that's going to be in their mind or will just be whatever the current, you know, issue of the day is at that point. Right. We are we do have a very short attention span as right. a country. Yeah. So. Um, things do just wildly shift from one issue to the other. Mm-hmm. Clearly right now, the issue of like the highlighted issues um, would be COVID, right? Like You would co- think, but Biden just had his first press conference and not a single question was asked about can, COVID. Can I just, can we do a real quick sidebar? Because I didn't even put this in the fucking notes. I want to do a really quick sidebar. You do not get to criticize Joe Biden for not having a press conference for, you know, what, 60? I don't remember how many, I don't know how many days he's been in office now. But you don't get to criticize that. And when he gets his first, when he gets his first press conference, the the number one issue in the country is COVID. There's still a COVID-19 pandemic in this country. Not one question asked. 
Not one of these people. They're like, do you think that you'll run against Donald Trump in 2024? What? That's what the, like, <laughs> if that's what you were haranguing him to spend your time on, then just have a seat. Like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is infuriating to me that they, they like, the press, I get it. The press wants access. The press wants access at all times. And I get that, right? And I also get that transparency is incredibly important. But when you use this moment, when you squander this moment on idiotic questions about the previous president, it is it is useless. It is useless to any any uh, uh, any of the electorate who's actually caring about the press conference mm-hmm. and what can be written about them. It's in it's stupid. It means nothing, and it is a waste of fucking time. So if you're gonna do that. Then just shut up about him not having press conferences. But they need stories. They need to make people watch the stupid news. Stupid stories. And that's what Donald Trump does. Mm-hmm. Is it's CNN's, just so stupid. CNN's uh, ratings dropped heavily since Trump has um, mm-hmm. been out of office. So, of course, let's ask about Trump at the press conference. It's fuck, it's, it is insane. It is annoying to me. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, do you think the, uh, the, the, you know, study indicating that four, uh, 400,000 people are dead due to the president, um, sorry, more people are, yeah, uh, and the, the comments, uh, from Dr. Burks move the needle at all? Four. <laughs> like, I don't know. Is there, let me ask I this. feel like most people realize. Yeah. Can I ask? People who are going to realize it ever already without this study have realized that Trump's response was inadequate and probably cost lives. So I don't really know that, you know, if they care about that, then they've already voted for Joe Biden. And I say that I ask that as like, just because we're a political podcast and I'm asking it from a political lens when really it doesn't matter because the truth of the matter is that is the facts, right? The facts are, even if the 400,000 lives figure is like, you know, maybe other studies will find more or less. um, But the truth of the matter is this, this previous administration did seemingly everything they could to ensure that as many people died as possible. And it is very disheartening to, to like sit with the fact that that hasn't turned the entire country, the entirety of the country against that administration because they let people die. Mm-hmm. They let people. Well, and, and it's another thing that you can, criticize the media for when they're currently running stories and i know we touched on this last week about how ron DeSantis won yeah. covid yeah yeah they don't care about the lives he cost it is but it his is. economy did good and that's I guess. and that's that's unfortunately the crux of the, yeah. of the, the like we're just we're just so focused and hooked on the idea that like you know the econ- excuse me the economy is the only thing that matters yep the only thing so so if you have a if you have a prevailing economy you are doing a good job no matter how many people are being killed in the process yeah it is it is welcome ju- to america that's yeah yeah Woo, capitalism um let's move on <laughs> we got we we got real depressed in this one this was a real this is a this is a sad 
sad, not cool thing. So yes, because we are people who care that people died. Yes, unlike weirdly enough, a lot of other people. Weirdly enough, we have this weird, crazy thing called empathy. <laughs> um, or honestly, you don't even have humanity. <laughs> like just. Oh my God. No, I mean, I think it's empathy. Yeah, yeah. Humanity is uh, not great in general. <laughs> my They've dad. done a lot of bad things. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Let's move on to our game. Now, we're, we're going to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you that. I don't think I told the audience that. No. Um, we're going to play a game. Uh, this, I, what inspired me. I know me, nothing about this game. Katrina knows nothing. I did this myself. I didn't tell her. Um. So here we go. Um, I was we <laughs> I was thinking about our cancel culture discussion that we had last week. Um, and as I was like scrolling, did we have a cancel culture discussion last week? We did. Was it two weeks ago? I kind of think so. I, we talked about it. We've we, been talking. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. It's been on our minds. It's. I think we talked about. It, I think we talked about it in the concept that that one fucking news channel decided to run wall to wall coverage on it. Didn't we bring that up last week, or was that two weeks ago? Wall-to-wall coverage? Fox News did, like, wall-to-wall coverage on Pepe Le Pew. And... I think that was two weeks okay. ago when we had our guest, yeah, Jordy. That was... Oh, my God. I thought that was last week. Time? Yeah. Can I just say, in COVID times, time doesn't exist to me anymore. Time has started with the spring. Mm-hmm. Now time starts. We were in the we were in the phantom zone before, and now we're here where time exists. Yes. Um... Now we will remember when things happen. We will. From now on, I will remember when things happen. <laughs> this is the this is the first day of the rest of my life. <laughs> um, so I was I was thinking about that. Um, I was thinking about the discussion, and as I was scrolling through, I saw there was this funny thing from the New Yorker that I I don't think I have it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a funny little thing from the New Yorker indi- uh, that was written. Um, I guess one of the writers wrote as Pepe Le Pew and wrote Pepe Le Pew apologizes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, Interesting. I'm just like, that's so stupid. <laughs> I thought it was funny and stupid, and it made me think, you know. Cartoons, even like, you know, especially cartoons for like children, um, have had a weird history of doing things that are honestly kind of weird and not, not, not okay, I would say. <laughs> um, so what I did was I compiled eight moments in, um, in cartoon history and I put the real one and then I wrote one. So I'm going to see if you can figure out which one is real and which one is by yours truly. Um, So this is the cartoon game. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Now, Katrina also will get a sound effect for when she's right and a sound effect for when she's wrong. And I also have not told her that either. I haven't told her what those are going to be. So. Oh, boy. (laughs) she's She's getting her headphones ready to move away. And honestly... Y'all are going to need to ride that volume button because I'm not necessarily sure I won't blast your speakers out with these sound effects. I'm sure it'll be fine. So let's start with number one. Um, <laughs> it, uh, this this question is about Scooby-Doo. Um, so I'm going to read two things to you. You're going to tell me which one's the real one. Got it? Any questions? No. Okay. In Scooby-Doo, 
Daphne was cursed by a villain to be to be a size eight, dropping from uh, sorry, gaining from the from a size two, or Scooby Doo has to help Scrappy Doo through his addiction to quote puppy powder. Daphne, you think Daphne went from size two to size eight? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. That's correct. That was a storyline in Scooby-Doo. Wow. It was, she went to a size eight, which still is under the average for the American woman. Yeah. That was a, that was a problem. Wow. <laughs> um, Jesus. I want to say just really quick, um, Mental Floss. I got a bunch of these from Mental Floss and there was something else. I think it was CBR. So those are where I got these. Um, I did, I didn't know all these facts. <laughs> Just want to cite my sources. Okay, ready? Yeah. In Tiny Toon Adventures, the Toons accidentally portal to the real world and find themselves at the Red Light District in Amsterdam. Or, in Tiny Toon Adventures, the Toons uh, find alcohol, drink, hit on ladies, and drive off of a mountain drunk before dying, uh, before, <laughs> sorry, before dying and ascending to heaven. What are the Tiny Toon Adventures? It was a cartoon. Tiny Toons. Were they like? There, there were tunes that were tiny. <laughs> I don't. You don't I, know. I've never watched the show. I would have to. You would have to like look at it. I can't explain it to you. Okay. Um. Which one of these? I'm gonna go with number two. Number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Tiny Toon Adventures. They did a storyline <laughs> where they found a beer. They all shared a beer. <laughs> they they all shared a beer, got drunk, hit on hit on what they called babes. Oh boy. <laughs> and then drove a drunk drove a fucking car off of a mountain. That is real. Wow. Okay, ready? Okay. Um the Flintstones characters were used to advertise alcohol. The Flintstone characters were used to advertise beer. Those are, you know, beer is alcohol, right? What did I say? No, nope, sorry. The first one should have been cigarettes. I wrote it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. The, the Flintstone characters. Cigarettes. You're saying cigarettes? Yeah. Do you think they also did alcohol? Probably. <laughs> the answer was both. <laughs> Uh, That's not surprising that's at a, all. So, so from from what I read, the Flintstones were supposed to be like not necessarily a child cartoon, but well, it, they were probably like before there was a concept of child cartoon. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they're very mm -hmm. early. It's just like it's just like this is something that the whole family can watch, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the, like, it's so wild that it's like, do you want to smoke cigarettes and drink beer? And then have your Flintstones vitamins with your kids? Like, it's fucking crazy. I find that crazy. Okay, ready? Yeah. Beavis and Butthead accidentally detonate a dirty bomb. Or Beavis and Butthead shoot down a plane with guns. Two. <laughs> they shot down a plane. Well, it's... To be fair, Beavis and Butthead is in a child's country. I know. I I agree. I and I'm just pointing. I'm just pointing. I out. mean, Archer bombed, I think Wales. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, bonus bonus question. Um, did oh sorry, hang on. 
No, it's not a bonus question. It's the next question. I, I did a, I did two on, on Beavis and Butthead. Got it. Ready? Uh-huh. Beavis and Butthead bring a gun to school, <laughs> or Beavis and Butthead start a forest fire? Forest fire. Oh, no! It actually was, they brought a gun to school. What? That was Mario and That's Princess okay. Peach. <laughs> That's Mario and Princess Peach. Oh Oh my goodness! Oh, by the way, you had um, too much fun doing that. Oh my god, Katrina heard me putting these together and just cackling to myself, (laughs) and just laughing at how much I'm entertained by this. Um, Yes, Uh, big thanks to uh, Mario and Princess Peach for recording that sound for us. Um, Also, big thanks to um, Usher and Lil John. Uh, no thanks to Ludacris, who was not used in this. Um, okay. Uh, you ready for the next one? Sure. <laughs> Pokemon had an entire episode. Sorry. Pokemon had an episode that encouraged children to steal. Or Pokemon had an episode that sent more than 500 Japanese children to the hospital due to their strobe lights. Steal. The entire concept of the show is that they're stealing. I actually. <laughs> they're stealing the Pokemon? Yeah, they're kidnapping. Well, no, they're. Pokemon. No, they're domesticating, if anything. Sure. <laughs> um, I actually changed the number because it actually was more than 700 children uh, that were Japanese children that were sent to um, the hospital due to seizures and. Wait, he- if you change the number. You said 5,000. I said 500. No. We could play it back. I said 500. No. Okay. I might not have said 500. <laughs> hang on. I'm actually going to stop this recording and then I really record it. Hang on a second. Well, we, we played back the tape. <laughs> we you play- were vindicated. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. I know. I heard I- 5,000. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I Which kn- is why I'm like, that's yeah. too many. 5,000 is way too many kids to go to the hospital. But also I was like. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. I chose 500 because the actual number was 700 plus. Right. But I thought if I did 700 plus, you'd be like, oh, 700 plus is way specific. That's what it is. Um, but yes, uh, they fucked that up real bad. Um, two more questions. Uh, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Transformers had a fictional Middle Eastern country called Camelistan. Or the Transformers had a fictional fictional Middle Eastern country called Carbomia. You know, I think the fact that you had to make up one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel good about it. Yeah, I think that's bad that you did it. I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess that you did Camel because it's because less it's way <laughs> because it's so much less offensive yeah. than the real one. Yeah. That's absolutely fucking right. I was <laughs> Katrina. I'm the, when you. So again, Katrina watched me like do this. She was playing Call of Duty and watching like also like would occasionally look over at me, just looking at the sky, trying to figure out how can I do one, but also not be super offensive when I did. That's what my thinking face was. Yeah. <laughs> um. It was just wild. It, that that was wild. It was bad. It was so bad. And there were so many, there are also like quotes from that uh, episode that were just trash, just trash. Um, And finally, finally, 
In G.I. Joe, a character named Shipwreck is psychologically tortured by watching clones of his wife and daughter die in front of him. Or, in G.I. Joe, a character named Shipwreck is psychologically tortured by being made to believe he murdered a town of civilians. Clones. Yeah. <laughs> he, he watched clones of his family of his melt in front of him. <laughs> That's pretty effed up. That is fucked up. <laughs> there, there are so many other like a kid would get fucked up by that. Yes. That's a fucked up thing to show a kid. <laughs> like, that's crazy. There's so many other crazy um, uh, cartoon storylines that exist. Um, and I encourage everyone to just go check them out. They're so, it's so crazy that, mm-hmm. like, these were things that were on air that people were like, this works. And then, it like, that's the thing. Like, I understand it got caught, but, like, it was on air at some point. Right. <laughs> like, that is absolutely baffling. Um... You want to head to our last topic? Sure. Did you have fun with the game? I, I believe that you was won. A game. I think you only got one wrong. No. I got at least two to three wrong. You got two to three wrong? Uh, mm. Oh, we did hear the oh no sound, I think, twice. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was so What fun. was, I thought you made a third sound. I did. Don't worry. It'll, you'll hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh,. Let's get into let's get into our last topic, which is the filibuster. Now we all know here at Alcoholics, we are heavily anti-filibuster. We need to smash that filibuster into a million bits so we can actually get some fucking stuff done in the Senate um, and in the country because yeah. the Senate is now the place where bills go to die. Um, Mitch McConnell has joked about himself being the Grim Reaper, uh, which is a wild joke for him to make that. Also might not necessarily be a joke. Um, so part of the reason why getting uh, getting rid of the filibuster is incredibly important is um, Georgia has recently just passed a strict voter suppression law um, that includes a bunch of sweeping uh, changes to uh, voting to try to curb the amount of people that vote, i.e. curb the amount of people that uh, the amount of uh, people of color that vote. Um, because that's why Georgia went blue. Um, mm. One of the one of the um, things that they actually banned was line warming, um, which is you know when there's an incredibly long line. Because remember, that's a thing that happens in uh, in voting uh, precincts for uh, people of color. They have to wait in an incredibly long line before they vote. Um, people would be able to like you know give them water and snacks and chairs so that they can you know make the experience a little bit less incredibly jim crowy burdensome mm-hmm. um but the legislature and governor brian kemp believe that we need to get rid of that um fuck those people uh so um that is Right now, one of the main reasons uh, we need to get rid of the filibuster also. So that we can pass. The, so we can uh, pass H.R. 1, yeah. um, which, uh, you know, expands voting access um, to people. Which um, is the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, right? I believe there, this one's the For the People Act. Oh, OK. Um, I, I believe they revamped the John. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get shit. Cause I'm going to be wrong about it, but I think this one's the for the people act. Okay. Um, but 
Um, regardless, it is a comprehensive voting rights bill that is absolutely needed in this mm-hmm. um, in this day, as we have seen the numerous attacks on uh, on voting access. Yeah, and they're just going to continue. And they're going to continue. There are bills throughout the nation um, in order to try to curb the amount of people that can vote in order to help Republicans win. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I would say, kind of cowardice to not want to. Uh, but, you know, that's where we're at. Um, Joe Biden has recently called for a change in the filibuster. He believes that there should be the talking filibuster where you keep talking until you can't talk anymore and then it's time to vote, which would be a, a better use of the filibuster. Now, remember the filibuster even back then um, when the talking filibuster was the thing was used almost exclusively to stop civil rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look at most filibusters in, in history, they are to stop civil rights before we got to do the, um, you know, the the modern filibuster, which is you have to have 60 votes to pass anything. And if you yeah. don't, you're fucked unless you do it in reconciliation. Yeah, it's just automatic. Right. Um, so Joe Biden is on board and this Joe Biden is a creature of the Senate. Joe Biden is a, um, creature of the Senate who just, you know, care. He, some, for some dumb reason cares deeply about these rules. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's come around and said, we need to get rid of this. Um, there are still numerous senators that we need to convince one of them. Uh, sorry, two of them being Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, but we will specifically, uh, so there, there are more, right? Feinstein moved. Feinstein, uh, I believe, said that she is in favor of um, changes to the filibuster. But these, uh, we also have some movement from Joe Manchin, um, but still not. I think Joe Manchin came out and said that he agreed with a talking filibuster. I don't think he said he would. He would change it though. Yeah, he's. And that's incredibly important. He's not somebody that would just give in for nothing. Mm-hmm. So. So. So I wanted to end this end this show by asking, what do we think would be a, the best argument to put forth to um, people like Kirsten Cinema, people like Joe Manchin? I my argument was specifically for Joe Manchin because he's the one who always gets talked about. Um, and uh, I I had asked you to come up with an argument. I'm going to give mine first, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Now. <laughs> Now, I don't believe. No one man should have all that power. But <laughs> Jesus, that was too loud. I yep, I admit that one got. <laughs> that was way too loud. I don't even know what that was. Oh, that was. Uh, uh, don't don't. I got you. I lowered it. That was Kanye West um, and his song "Power." Um, but like, so I was saying in regards to Joe Manchin, I don't believe that. But oh, okay. <laughs> but for Joe Manchin, in a sixty-vote threshold, he doesn't hold like any power. He doesn't hold any of yeah, the cards. Absolutely. If he gets rid of the filibuster, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, these like centrist, these centrist politicians, these centrist Democrats, become the most powerful people in the Senate. And I know that is not something that any of us want to hear (laughs) right like we don't want to hear that um these people are the ones that get to pull the strings because we know they will pull shit out of stuff that we like right but 
there is no agenda passed. There is no 60 votes that exist in this Senate. Mm -hmm. And it is for for any progress to occur. We need to get rid of the filibuster. And one of the concessions we're going to have to make is that we are going to until we win enough in the Senate, which is already very heavily stacked against us, uh, we need to. We're going to have to concede that these people are going to have an incredible, immense amount of power to wield over the U.S. Senate. I think that that is the best argument for for, for Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, you essentially get to have a pot like you get to have your own policy agenda. Mm-hmm. Like you get to have your own policy agenda. You get to have your own um, like like you are the gatekeeper for policy again. I fucking hate this. <laughs> I don't want like the the mansion, the mansion fucking Collins. Uh, you know, I don't want them to be the 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 set, like de facto leaders of the Senate. But that's where we're at. We don't get stuff passed unless we can get fifty votes, mm-hmm. and we don't get that stuff passed with the filibuster. I think that's the best. That is the best uh, argument to make for for these people. You get. You get all of this power. Yeah. You get to pick what comes across the line. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's the best argument right there. The the one I thought of was just that, um, and it applies more to Kirsten Cinema than it does to Mansion, um, specifically with the voting mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, it's going to be a lot harder for Cinema and her. Uh, counterpart in Arizona to get reelected if Arizona institutes new voting rights laws like Georgia has uh, which is definitely a possibility since voting voting restricting yeah yeah because they went blue and that scares conservatives Mm -hmm. so yeah you know, no, I, I think that's I think that's an incredible argument. Yeah. I, I think that especially for that one's tailored specifically for cinema. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important because that's tailored specifically for cinema. Cinema is in a state where like she won. She <laughs> she, she barely won. She won a close race. Very close. She won a close race. And you are not going to like people are already iffy on you from from the nonsense that you've mm-hmm. done. Democrats are already iffy on you. But the ones that want to vote for you might not be able to. Because they're going to be really shitty voter laws that are going to stop them from being able to unless you fucking, you know, get rid of the filibuster and pass HR1. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's a great, that's a, that's that's the best argument for, I think we've identified the best arguments for those two specific politicians. You might be right. I think we're the fuck, I think we're, we're geniuses. We're so good. I'm pretty sure we're, we're damn geniuses. <laughs> you know what the best argument should be? It's the right thing to do. (laughs) Too bad that doesn't fucking work. It's the right thing to do. Stop stopping democracy. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. That the it's 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 important to highlight that the the it should happen because it should happen. Yeah. It should happen because it's an archaic relic of the Senate that doesn't need to exist. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Senate is an archaic relic that doesn't need to exist. But (laughs) (laughs) like like I just there's no reason for the filibuster other than to not have anything happen at all. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no like what what is the point? 
what is the point of the Senate if if not to if if that's where bills go to die then let's get rid of any legislature and let's not pass bills yeah. like like there's no reason for there's no reason for it for for this to be the way it is there's just no reason mm-hmm. mm. I mean that's that's all I really got on this is there anything else you'd like to talk about you doing good you excited for when we have we had a, another vaccinated person in our home last night yeah and you were so happy i was it was adorable like i <laughs> like you're you were just lit up it was so adorable mm-hmm. i was so happy for you. i was happy the cats were happy oh to my see god another... the cats were so happy the cats were so happy to see another they were person all they're like over oh. us they're like oh my god there's another person here we're so happy to see another person we hate both of you but now <laughs> there's another person we love you both yeah, no, I am, I am, just to kind of tie back to the beginning, I am much more hopeful than I was previously, mm-hmm. um, and I am very excited for just the continuance of uh, the progress that, that we're making as a, as a nation as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are specific spots that we are iffy at, but we're getting there, we're getting back, and I'm just so happy to be able to see people again. It's, it's, I'm, it is, <laughs> it is so good for my mental health to see people again. Yeah. So that's Very awesome. Good. That is awesome. Um, that's all we got for this week. Uh, thank you all very, very much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Um, you can, you know, share this, send it to a friend, uh, tell that friend to send it to another friend. And I would say by the end of the week, everybody in the world would have heard it. So let's do that. Um, Let's make sure we do that. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. And until then, cheers. Cheers.